What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today, I wanted to talk to you guys about interdimensional beings and why they might be appearing and presenting here on Earth. So, one of the things that's really interesting about interdimensional beings is they've been brought up by multiple whistleblowers, multiple individuals in the UFO research field, and we don't know a whole lot about them. Um, why are they? Why would they come to another dimension that's not theirs? Why would they come to a lo- possibly lower dimension than theirs? Right? If they're on a fourth dimension or fifth dimension or sixth dimension, why would they come here? Um, and you know, what do we have to learn from them? So. In this podcast, I kind of want to explore that. So we know that, or at least we've heard that, interdimensional beings are visiting planet Earth and most likely other planets in our solar system. Um, we've heard this from Corey Good. We've heard this from uh, Randy Kramer. We've heard this from Emory Smith. We've heard this from multiple other whistleblowers in the u- ufology field. Um and including the Guy Hoddle uh, FBI memorandum uh, from 1950 talks about uh, interdimensional beings coming to the planet, exploring it for their own purposes, um, and not being of risk to humanity. Because um, let's face it, I mean, like, <laughs> if we are going to be at risk, you know, we're at risk from all kinds of physical third dimensional beings much less an interdimensional being right so you know i don't think we have anything to worry about from them um so the question is why are they here and i actually did this podcast earlier today while i was out for a walk and it was a great podcast but unfortunately it didn't record correctly so um you you won't be able to hear the birds chirp in the background but um why are they here what do they have to gain well from what we've learned um, is that they're here to stop us from screwing up the universe and to learn about us, basically. Um, that's one reason they're here. There's multiple. So the first reason is to explore humanity, see what we're about, but also to stop us from causing any further damage to the multiverse, universe, inner, our current galactic cluster, Um, and then our local solar system as well. So a lot of this has started since the 1950s and and 40s when we started exploring with the atomic bomb. Apparently, using nuclear weapons causes a huge time-space damage, almost like a cancer, to our, our local cluster 
and the universe cluster and even the multi-universe cluster. What's interesting is you got to wonder why interdimensional beings would be interested in our nuclear weaponry. Is it causing so much damage that it's going through dimensions? That's a very interesting possibility. And so that's what we've heard, is that it's causing interdimensional damage, not just in our current timeline, but for times to come, times that may have been, other dimensions that are concurrently active in their own timelines. So this is a very interesting topic where we have not only third, third dimensional beings coming to the planet, but also interdimensional beings coming to the planet trying to resolve this nuclear issue. Um, that's a, a huge, huge thing for them, right? Now, there's two really interesting factors to look at here. One is how would we examine a lower dimensional being from us exercising their, their rights or whatever you want to call them to defend themselves? Let's say, for example, we know that there's, for example, this is a theoretical example, that there were like primates in the Amazon forest that were causing destruction down there. They had created some sort of like minor explosives or weapons that could damage the entire um, ecosystem down there. What would we do? We would, we would interact, right? We would engage. We would stop them from using these weapons. Would we wipe them out? Probably not. Try to try not to, right? I mean, humans are pretty aggressive. We might do that, but in a higher civilized world, that wouldn't happen, right? People wouldn't just go in there and wipe people out. Try to reason, try to tell them why this is not working. This is not going to be healthy for the planet overall, um, locally for them, as well as globally for us. And maybe even into the into our local star cluster um, if we damage the entire Earth. So it makes sense that they're coming here to talk to us and try to engage and try to diplomatically figure this out. The, the other really interesting thing is that this, this exact scenario, so to speak, happened in a Stargate Atlantis episode. So these interdimensional beings are coming to the planet Earth trying to engage with us to stop our damage interdimensionally. But we don't see it, right? We don't understand it. Stargate Atlantis actually did a really great episode on this. I believe it was in the first season. I just watched it not too long ago. Um, where the Stargate Atlantis SG group went to went through the Stargate to another planet. On that planet, there was just fog, nothing else. And their whole purpose of going to that planet was to was because it had tons of energy there. And they wanted to use that energy to power the Stargate that was on that planet with enough power to get back home to Earth. Right? It's always a problem. Trying to get back home to Earth, right? So they get there, they're like, well, there's no people here. There's just tons of fog. Okay, let's use this energy to power the Stargate. <laughs> in the next scene, they're, all of their bodies are kind of like knocked out on the floor, and they're in this different different uh, plane of existence, so to speak, different consciousness. And they're interacting with each other, and they realize that they're not where they were before. And they're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And this entity tells them that they are trapped there. They're not going to let them go back to Atlantis, that they're not going to allow them to 
hurt their planet and they the sg group is confused they're like what what do you mean how are we hurting your planet we just want to use the energy that's here to uh, go home and he's and the entity states that you don't realize this the fog is our people and every time you use the stargate it kills millions of us that are in this fog isn't that fascinating that they would have an entire civilization within this fog that we can't even comprehend begin to wrap our minds around right so it's a different it's a different physical property that they live in but just imagine that there was an interdimensional property to an entity that we can't see at all and that we are damaging and that's what we really have to wrap our minds around with when we engage with this planet or engage with weaponry or nuclear weaponry or even something more uh, evolved than nuclear technology so that's exactly what i think is kind of happening here is that within that stargate episode they were interacting and telling them that you're killing us but you don't realize it we're not going to let you go back once the sg group promised not to not to use their planet for that purpose and leave and never come back the fog let them go but the fog had seen multiple civilizations come into their planet and use it for that purpose and that's why they knocked them out because they didn't want to let them do it anymore so it's really fascinating to see how many times will you let a civilization try to prove itself like maybe earthlings before they're too much of a liability too much of a threat and you just simply isolate them or you take them out you know that is that is kind of at the heart of this interest with interdimensional beings right with this current story that we have lots of fascinations with interdimensional beings i mean they have so many possibilities how are they interdimensional did they ascend through spirituality first and then you know uh, gain interdimensionality um that's that's you know another question that i have but um i think that they're doing what any civilized society would do is to engage interact um, act in their best interest and in their neighborhood to protect their neighborhood and uh, not let some some children play with some toys that they shouldn't be playing with um, this happens in our world right children do things all the time that they're not supposed to do and adults have to intervene and, and interact and stop them we don't wipe them out we we teach them and i think that's kind of the beauty here is that you know we're being taught lessons what's really fascinating is is that david adair who worked on rockets with um with the area 51 installation base worked on some of the spacecraft engines that had crashed into earth um you know stated that a lot of some some not not all but some of these generals some of these high-ranking officials are just bloodthirsty and they want the capability to defend america any way they can and they they will do it no matter what the cost they'll they'll they want the strike first weapon he states um on his episode in gaia which is a really great episode 
we want a strike first weapon and or at least that's what some of these generals want and they wanted him to make it and he was like i don't want to do this strike first weapon is a weapon that can hit so fast that they don't have the capability to fight back right when we when we talk about you know nuclear attacks and things like that a lot of people talk about mutually assured destruction they we were trying to create a strike first weapon that would take out a target so fast they wouldn't have the capability to strike back at all right strike multiple targets at once all at the same time super fast don't even know it's coming so they can't fight back I'll take out all of their military installations david adair did not want to do that um he, he figured out a way to get out of the military and say that he couldn't couldn't do it wasn't capable and, and got out even though he could have so that's kind of like the scary thing is that you know i think a lot of these interdimensional beings are also trying to prevent us from killing ourselves and and killing the planet in the process um because that already happened with the reptilian uh nordic war you know which they call the comet that killed the dinosaurs but really in all actuality a lot of these whistleblowers state that it was an actual war that happened which kind of makes more sense um so it's well and one of the reasons why it makes sense is because we have all of these reptilian um sculptures um, that were located um, in Egypt and Iraq and they're like 30,000 years old and they're even older so it makes sense that we've had these entities around for a long time they fight they fought with each other before we even got here and continue to fight today so very fascinating stuff a lot like I, I try to incorporate a lot of this information from other podcasts and try to kind of come up with the full picture for for this conversation so if i bring up other information i apologize hopefully it makes sense and hopefully it is somewhat cohesive um but yeah i think that this is interdimensional beings are a huge interest i mean we can talk about you know a lot of different topics surrounding those entities but i think that we did a good job here just discussing what the capabilities are why they would come here and 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 what their purpose might be so what do you think how do you think humans would respond if we did find that primates were killing the rainforest or damaging the ecosystem to the point where we had to intervene what would we do would we be kind and not invasive like interdimensional beings would we try to reason with them try to take their weaponry weaponry away um or how would we respond one of the interesting things with ufology and one of the videos we found uh is that they have a ufo on video that i've seen you guys probably seen too where it zapped a a rocket carrying a nuke and disabled it in midair and it crashed and uh dr michael sala has talked about this in his his books um, different military officials have come out and talked about that event as well. Um, and so they have the capability to stop weaponry from, from having their nuclear capability. Um, so they're saving us in a way. Would we save gorilla kind or primate kind if they were trying to kill themselves? I don't know. I don't know, but it is a fascinating topic to think about. So hopefully you guys are enjoying your day. 
Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. You know, your spirituality, your physicality, your emotional well-being, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, whatever they may be, and continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.